The current spoiler warning level is, Deep Crimson. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Deep Crimson. We're talking about a machine from Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans and a few variants. We're also going kind of deep into story spoilers for the end of Iron-Blooded Orphans. So if you haven't watched all of that show, which the Great Gundam Project will not for quite some time, uh, don't listen. Please enjoy the episode. Friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista NG, No L Gaim Allowed. I'm Six Datmar from Scanline Media. And I'm Dylan. Hello. Wow, you didn't even contest that one. Nope, I did not. And also, I, I coughed, so I, lo- I lost the second there, because I was coughing. You lost the, you lost the opening. <laughs> yeah. Look. Wow. Look, I just finished some Arby's. Don't be mean to me. Oh, what'd you get? Uh, I got, they have actually really good chicken nuggets there is the thing, so I got chicken nuggets and uh, just some curly fries and that's it. We've been lazy about making dinner lately because it's winter and everyone's cold and miserable and it's like uh, no energy, so we're like, we're just got some Arby's. <laughs> See, I just take a different approach and I just make hot things. I made some good uh, bread beans and rice on Monday, tonight I'm going to make some uh, mabo tofu with a side of gyoza and uh, uh, soy pickled uh, Persian cucumbers. It's weird because, like, <clears throat> normally we're really good about cooking, and now we've just hit this, like, certain patch of weather where everyone's just in the house. It's just like, uh, no one wants to do anything because we're all, like, cold and tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens. It, but, it really does. You know. This is what winters are like in Pittsburgh. It's weird. I, I, I came from Vegas. Winters in Vegas weren't that different. It was mostly like, hey, I can walk outside and not, like, burn my feet. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, the only the only real difference here um, in in Southern California, I mean, it is a little chillier, but not enough to to really matter, except for um, at night it gets very cold. Mm-hmm. Um, it just the the drop, you know, because it's a desert, the drop is really dramatic. Do you have raccoons um, in your area? I'm just asking because when I stayed in California, it's just a random memory I have. There were raccoons that got into the trash can at night, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Uh. Oh, that happened to me back in uh, Southern Illinois, but no, not here. Okay. I was in, I think I stayed at a house in Oceanside, and they had, like, the old-fashioned, like, metal trash cans, so, of course, you hear the rummaging in them, and it was like, oh, speaking of which, metal trash cans, god, that that's mm. a concept that would not work in Las Vegas. Anyway, ramble about locations, not about robots. As far about, as far as, like, wild creatures roaming around, it's more nighttime you get coyotes. Oh, yo, they're friends. How yeah, at the I moon mean, with you them? Know, they, they do eat people's pets, which is unfortunate. Um, Th- that's why you don't let your pets outdoors. Don't do that. True. But it is like, I, I, am a, I am a night person. I'll take walks late at night, and it's very much like you'll be walking, and you'll see on the sidewalk a coyote walking like towards you on the same sidewalk, and they will just <laughs> calmly cross the other side of the road. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, coyote. Uh, <laughs> minor aside on that topic is my, my favorite genre of pictures, which is, I found someone's lost dog, but it seems a little aggressive, and it's a picture of a coyote. Those are always my favorite genre of, like, I oh, I found out someone's lost animal. It's a dog. It's a little aggressive and, like, maybe a little disheveled, but 
seems otherwise in good condition. Um, anyone know what's up? And then you have all the replies that are just like, that's a coyote. <laughs> you put you brought a coyote into your house. It's <laughs> yeah. so funny every time. Anyway, this is not a podcast about animals, though I do love animals. They're great. Um, but uh, this is a podcast about robots, which aren't animals, but are also great. <laughs> well, some are animals. Uh, you know, that's fair. Uh, not really, not going to get many of those on this podcast, though. No, not too many. Not too many. We've already talked about the mobile horse, for instance. Um, going to go ahead and roll a d20 for our requests list. Listener requests. We're fulfilling your requests, which is why you have to sit here and deal with us talking about weather and locations ah, for, like, table. five minutes. <laughs> Ooh, that's my name. It's number six. Oh. Oh. What is number six on our... Uh... STH14S. Uh, I'm going to outright admit, I do not know. It's the Hyakuri from IBO. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this I was like, was requested by Yeah, this was requested by Cynthia. All right. Uh, the Hyakuri. Ooh. So this will be interesting because... Hmm. We can talk about the things it's, uh, that also it develops into because, you know, we would need to pad out the time because the Hyakuri is one of those machines that is very standalone, like, in concept. Uh, but there are some, like, machines based on it. So, um, at least I'm looking at them. I'm like, well, we could talk about two out of the three. I think the Sheeting gets its own episode. Um, but... The Hekija and the Callisto do not. But anyway, on to the main topic, which would be the SDH-14S Hyakuri. Um, this thing rules. Uh, this is from IBO, as mentioned. This is used by Laughter Franklin, a uh, great character who is, in my opinion, mistreated by the show at several points. A lot, actually. A Gundam show? Yeah. Um, but, uh... This suit fucking rules. This is used by Tewaz, who are, like, basically... <laughs> Would you describe Tewaz as just... They're just kind of, like... Like... Well... They're space... Space mafia? But, like, space corporate? Space mobile suit mercenary mafia. Yeah, there's... That sounds like you were, like, gonna go into that fucking We Didn't Start the Fire lyric there. <laughs> <laughs> just, like... Uh, anyway, but yeah. Space Mecha Mobile Suit Mercenary Mafia, we didn't start the <laughs> That's fire. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> um, yeah, because, like, my brain, like, looked at their page, and it's like, I've watched IBO, and I like IBO, and I'm like, oh, right, they're, like, a corporation. Because when I think of them, I think of McMurdo and how they're, like, a weird, like, mixture of, like, yeah, Mafia and Yakuza things. And I'm like, That's not a... I mean, I guess this is just... Anyway, this is a, uh, Tewaz Mobile Suit. Uh, used by the... You cannot call the... Are the turbines a subsidiary? Can you really call them that? Is that... Uh, I guess they are a company. Yeah. That's yeah. so they're, weird. They're, they're a wholly I, owned subsidiary. I just think of them as, you know, weirdo who is like, yeah, look, I saved all these women and now they're all my wives and this is a really weird way of writing polyamory <laughs> into our show and I hate it. Is When you put it that way, when it's a company made up of a bunch of wives... Are they just Anaheim Electronics? Oh my god, no. No, we're not. You know what? We're not analyzing this now. Uh, we don't We don't analyze this show stuff here, and I'll get too annoyed talking about it. Because here's the thing. I really like IBO, and I really hate some things in IBO. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. It's a, it is a show of contrast. There is a lot to love and a lot to hate. 
Um, which is probably why it's so exciting for me, honestly, because that's kind of better than just being a boring thing, but, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, the Hyakuri, uh, does use a unique Teiwaz frame, because all the mobile suits in IBO are based on specific mobile suit frames. Uh, Teiwaz produced this one themselves. There are several other mobile suits that do use these frames, um, but, you know, uh, this one is... This is a very unique mobile suit, I still feel, amongst all of them, just because of its shape. So, to go over the design, the head is great because the head is, like, basically, like, you have a head with a mat, with, like, almost like a muffler-style kind of, like, armor around the head. And so you just have this, like, little round bit sticking out of the top of that that has a bunch of eyes on it. And I love that look so much. I think it's really cool. Just mm -hmm. having the series of like five eyes on the on the head like that and then just a mask it makes me think of the jinx yeah for sure oh the jinx is oof, other favorite machine but yeah this one's great uh the torso is really cool because like so this kind of the torso and the backpack are one piece so i'll just talk about them all together like around the head you have these large collar pieces like with like thrusters slash vents on the front of them but, like, instead of being, like, built more into the chest, they're around the collar and they're huge. Um, and the reason why they're so huge is because they're part of the backpack unit. So, like, going over the torso real quick, you have, like, a pectoral area that is actually kind of designed like pectoral muscles with, like, a cockpit in the center, like, bottom. Uh, the frame, you can see parts of the inner frame. Uh, it does the thing in IVO where they like having those, like, two torso pistons very visible there, which I always love, too, uh, personally. I think it's good. Um... Mm -hmm. And so then, extending out from the back of the torso on, like, those collar areas, you have a big set of thrusters. And they're not even just connected only to, like, those the collar piece in the backpack. They're also connected to the shoulders. Like, this is just, like, one... Like, the whole upper part of this thing is just, like, one static, you know, big piece of, like, movable, like, thrusters. It even connects directly into the drum frame. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um... On the inner part of this whole back apparatus, you have three thrusters, which, you know, thrusters, they make it go fast. Um, and this does go fast in space. But also, uh, the underparts of the backpack there, like, if you look at the back on either side, like, the outer parts, those are just arms. They're basically sub-arms um, that are... They can be used as shields, uh, They like, because, you know, they can pop around its actual arm in order to, you know, just be, like, a big set of armor on the arm there um or i would imagine it should still be able to operate independently as well but you know it, it's just this cool like piece that folds down though and over the arms because the arms on the actual hyakuri are pretty thin um mm -hmm. but now now you got punch knuckles that can just pop down which is really cool um the arms themselves are pretty simplistic um you know you have like a bicep you have like a very obvious joint uh, it does have a little bit of elbow armor. Um, I believe that little, like, C pin there is, like, or you can see, like, the little, like, uh, pin on the back of the elbow there. I believe that, uh, I, I have to wonder if that's, like, where the kit maybe, you know, attaches the back arms to it. Like, kind of like a, if it has, like, a C-shaped hook or something. Yeah, I would there. imagine so. And, I mean, you know, that's part of, like... A, a, a lot of the thing is when you design stuff to be a kit, you also design it to be practical as a machine, right? Those things mm -hmm. would need to connect somehow. Yep. I'm actually taking a look at the model real quick just because I'm curious about that, um, if it just connects in that way. Um, 
Oh yeah, also the arms can just pop up in there and hide. I forgot about that, which is really cool <laughs> in my opinion. Like you can just hide the entire arm up there. Um which I think is neat because I think like when a mobile suit has no arms, it just looks kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sending six the picture of like the model in that mode. I just think it looks cool that way. Um, and it also has like the rifle sticking out of the side there. Like I, I like the implication that maybe the hand is still holding that rifle in there. <laughs> like you know, like it just holding it sideways out the back. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, but the the arms, not, not too fancy detail, but it does have some nice color separation. Like, I like that the, uh, like, you've got these, like, yellowish, like, tan pieces on, like, the sides of the forearm, uh, near the bottom of it, um, which help break it up a bit. The arms are interesting also because they're not colored the same way as the legs. We've talked about color blocking sometimes before, but, like, the upper body of this actually has, like, this kind of, um, ooh, is that like a, it's like a gray blue. Right? Like, it's not quite gray, but I want to yeah. call it blue. It's just, yeah, this, like, gray-blue kind of color. Like a mili like a military gray or something. Um, yeah. Not 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 quite gunmetal, though, yeah. you know, related. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's got, like, that for the upper torso, but it actually doesn't have that color at all on the lower torso. Like, the cockpit hatch is that color, uh, the part of the torso connecting into the waist has that color, and the biceps and most of the forearm and hands have that color. Um, or the handguards, I should say. Um, but yeah, the, um, for the legs, so you have a simple waist unit. The waist unit actually doesn't have any skirt armor, though on the back of the, uh, on the back of the waist, you do have like a thruster going down. Um, but the front is actually pretty bare bones. Uh, you do mm -hmm. have gigantic thighs on this unit because of that. And here's the thing. One of the reasons you don't get gigantic thighs on robots in Gundam is because I think the existence of the skirt armor necessitates that you make the top of the leg kind of thin. Because it's basically just like a ball that's going to plug into the waist. But this right. is like... The, the thighs feel big on this because they have to have armor for the thighs. Um, and the back of the thighs also have thrusters on them too going back, which is pretty cool. Also um, because the lower legs are so small in comparison. Very yeah, thin. that too. Like, we're, we're, it's not quite Power Dolls level like the loaders from that game. But let me show you one of those because those things have fucking very beefy thighs. And I'm thinking about them because a model just got announced uh, re-releasing for them recently because i'm just like this uh of course i care about the pc 98 robots anyway um but yeah uh the the upper leg I, I i do like also the detail if you look at like the inner thigh there how it has uh the piston going into the waist i just like that that's invisible i i really like that about ibo machines and i know i've seen people complain about well you don't want that much frame exposed especially pistons because it'll get damaged or stuff like that but at the same time, like with these being mass-produced machines anyway, and just throwing the armor on them, like that feels like that you would have to make a pretty pinpoint hit to hit that. You know what I mean? So I just like that it's there. Well, and also the inner frames are a lot tougher in IBO mm -hmm. compared to other other settings. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, yeah, the inner frame. You know, it's easy to have armor get blown off the inner frame, but the inner frame to still be standing a lot, um, especially with the guns. But, uh, yeah. Uh, with the legs, though, uh, for the joint, I do really like that, especially if you're looking from the back, you can actually see, like, the way that the leg is double-jointed uh, in, a, in a cool way. Mm -hmm. um, the knee, you have, like, a small bit of knee armor, and then on the calves, you have this little bit of armor on the sides. And that's the thing that I do like that matches with the arms, because the arms have that kind of, like, tan armor piece on either side. I do like that the... Um, 
legs have that, and I guess like the elbows being white, uh, kind of are analogous to the knees. I say white, but it's more like all, all the things on this. It's very deserty colors, right? Like mm-hmm. you have like a white that is like a slightly yellow white, and then and then just like a tan, and then a brown, um, for the colors. Um, you also have some thrusters popped out of the back of the leg. Uh, pretty high heels, but that's mainly because this thing doesn't really have feet. Like, it has a heel that's popped out of the frame there, and then it has, like, a foot piece that is actually, like, separate from that. And it's just, like, a little toe, basically. But this is not, like, a gravity-based suit anyway. This is mostly, you know, for space, because the, the whole idea is with the big backpack and, like, with all the thrusters the way they are and, like, the lithe arms and legs... This is just for going through space. If you have this on the ground, it's going to fall backwards because that backpack is not, it's not going to work, you know? Yeah, it's mostly Um, for use in, like, the asteroid and belt and debris zone. So it's, like, it's got camo for that region, and it's built for that kind of operation where, like, it is possible you'll need to land on things, but you're not landing on, like, a colony, let alone the Earth. You're not worried about gravity that much. Incidentally, it's funny that because, like, this also has it. I love that, like, a lot of things in IBO basically have a drum frame, because whenever I think of drum frames, obviously, I think of Advance of Zadex. That's the whole thing on, like, a lot of the suits, especially the Moon Wart. Um, so it is just funny to me that IBO just kind of has drum frames on a lot of their suits in that way. Where it's just mm-hmm. like, this is a circular point that we can attach things to and has movement up and down, and also can, like, help, you know, do movement for the torso and whatnot. Um, I just think it's neat personally um but uh you yeah. would of course i would of course i'm not gonna look i'm not i'm not gonna deny it i, I love it it's great um but uh yeah so uh I'm trying to look at what else to talk about on this though before we get to the weapons not really anything else of note on the body right because like it's basically yeah it's a unique shaped mobile suit that's really cool um you know very obviously, like, goes off the whole... Well, in space, we don't really have to care about the shape and stuff, so let's just put a rocket on the back of you, is basically what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, when we see this get used, by the way, it kicks ass. One of the reasons I think laughter is, is like, kind of done dirty by the show is, like, later on, she doesn't get, like, the coolest representation. But when she's in this, when she's in the Yakuri, and she's fighting with the Barbatos, she, like, is... Like, in a fight where basically her and Mikazuki are, like, tied. Which is really cool. Like, she kind of beats the hell out of him in this, all things considered. Compared to, like, everyone else in the show at that point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, this machine kicks the hell out of the Gundam. Um, which I think is also makes it really cool to me. Even though it doesn't really get used that much after that, right? Like, it gets used basically in that fight. Like, when we were first introduced to Tewaz. And then... Um... After that, you basically only have the Hyakuri, like, used by her in, like, the Brewers episodes, I think, mm-hmm. for a little bit. And then after that, she doesn't really use one anymore. Apparently, some characters with JPT Trust and uh, do later use it. Um, I don't even remember that. <laughs> like, it, it actually yeah, it lists out an episode out, here. But... but, yeah. Anyway, um, so, yeah. This machine, though, is really cool. Um, it does. It makes good use of the frame. It does a lot of really neat things with like the shape of it. 
because, like I said, besides that rocket backpack, you have the arms able to tuck away. You have these weird-looking legs. Um, it's just cool. <laughs> I honestly, like, I wish I liked it more than I did. Really? Yeah. I don't know. There's, like, I feel like there's a lot of neat ideas here, but besides maybe the head, there's no part of it that really catches my eye. Oh, right. Also, sorry, just because I need to correct myself there. Uh, I forgot. It's not subarms. The knuckle shields just pop out. And it can like reach mm. back and like like when it puts its arms back in there, it can like pull them forward. Gotcha. Okay. As like shields and punchy shields. Sorry, I forgot. I was th- thinking it was a little cooler than this, but that's fine. It should have been a subarm. That would have been cool. Um, that's fair. It, it, you know, it's simple. You know, I think that might be why I like it though. I, I feel like a lot of the variants we're going to talk about, also though, especially like the Hekaja, just to say ahead of time. Um. I love that suit, and that's like also a suit that I feel like a lot of people are like, ah, it has a notable head, and it feels kind of a nothing otherwise. So, well, I, and I don't need it to be complex, right? Like, I mean, our last episode was on the Leo. I think the Leo's great, but like, that's fair, yeah. The simple, like, the simple elements are still like striking and interesting to me in a way, and I don't like, I don't hate this design. I just feel kind of meh on it. That's fair. That's fair. Um. I think that's basically all we can really talk about with it there, right? Like, because it's not used a lot. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I talked about the cool things as, let's, uh, I guess I, oh, right, weapons. Armor okay. mix, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it does have uh, 110mm rifles uh, that are folded and stored in the backpack, um, or on the sides of the backpack, I should say. Um, and they are, you know, they're machine guns. Like, they're not even machine guns, right? They're rifles, is how I should mm-hmm. put it. Because there's a lot of guns in IBO, and I actually really like this, that are just like, solid rifles because you don't really get those in i feel like you don't get solid rifles all that often in like uc and stuff for instance it's basically like if you have a physical gun it's a machine gun and if you have a rifle it's a beam rifle it's part of always liked the dober gun is because and uh sometimes it is portrayed as being like that yeah (laughs) it very much depends on uh the 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 exact frame you're looking at because that thing is always used differently Mm -hmm. um but yeah, um, it does have the knuckle shields that I mentioned that are in, you know, stored on the backpack and then pop down and can be attached to the arms. Um, does also have a revolving grenade launcher that I, I believe the revolving grenade launcher and the four-barreled rocket launcher that it mentions here both are actually like not things that are used. They might be used in the show, but they would probably be one-offs because IBO does they, this a lot. I think they're used by trust. Let me, uh, I'm gonna actually go find it, because I know exactly which ones these are. These are in those weapon packs, is the thing. Because IBO had the separate, you know, like, we're selling these weapons on their own. And I'm trying to see if, like, I can find the, uh, bazooka that, yeah, here we go. Like, you can actually see both of the, both of the weapons that it mentions here on it. Um, you've got this four-barrel, like, box bazooka that has, um, or rocket launcher, I should say. Uh, that, you know, you can load different kinds of shells into and basically just fires, like, four rockets. Uh, and then you have a grenade launcher, and that grenade launcher, I mean, it's a revolver grenade launcher, which those are always interesting. Yeah, very, very, cl- like, you know, s- slightly exaggerated proportions compared to it, but a very classic grenade launcher design. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those are, like, used probably very one-off, because a lot of this equipment tends to be, uh, which is fair, you know. I, mm-hmm. I do like that they have weapon packs, though, because, you know, it's, it, it does make it feel like there's more things going on, because 
Gundam can sometimes be very... It's really funny, right? We talk about how... We, we just talked about the Leo, and the Leo has a lot of weapons, which we like about it. But then, like, you think about the, uh, like, a lot of UC suits, where instead of having a lot of weapons, it basically mentions, like, oh, this uses one type of machine gun and one type of bazooka, and then uh, it has a beam saber, right? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like this idea of, like, weapons you can just pick up. And I know with UC, a lot of that also is, well different beam weapons are tuned for different mobile suits. You can't just, like, grab a beam rifle and, like, have a Zaku grab a beam rifle and have it fire. You know, that's not how that works. But... True. But, all, like, but also, like, what if there had been an episode of 0079 where they were having trouble with a beam rifle and they sent Amarillo out with a Zaku machine gun? Yep, exactly. Like, if they had um picked one up off the battlefield or something, mm-hmm. you know. And just stuff like that. I just, uh, you know, it's it's a silly, like, lore point and something that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. I just like when they have the variety of weapons. I also know I have a bias with this because I am a modeler who makes models and likes to have a decent selection of weapons as well for that reason. So, you know, that's part of that probably is showing through as well. But My, uh, yeah. my Space Leo is holding two different beam rifles. Uh, if I could, If I had a Space Leo, I would make it do just two of those beam cannons and then also it would have the shoulder shields instead of the uh the extra verniers <laughs> just propels itself with the beam cannons <laughs> yeah uh, mine is mine is using the long and the shorty uh okay oh just like the rifles okay mm-hmm. yeah just the beam um, rifles yeah also the yakuri here is actually designed by a different designer someone who IBO has a lot of like familiar like late gundam designers this is designed by someone named tamotsu shinohara whose hmm. name I don't recognize. I'm wondering, actually, let me just check one thing. This is the guy who also did the... Yes, he is the one who did the Gundam Dantalian, right? Because he didn't get to do a Gundam in the show, whereas, like, almost every other artist did, so he got to do one for a side story. <laughs> um, yeah, Tomotsu Shinohara, uh, he's apparently a costume designer for uh, Kamen Rider, by the way, also. Um, a- right. As well as... Uh, he he was a character and mechanical designer for a bunch of the different Ranger shows: Turbo Ranger, Geki Ranger, Shinkenger, Tokuger, etc. Um, so this this is a known guy, actually. Okay, I feel bad that I didn't recognize him immediately. Um, I mean, oh. I'm looking at the Common Rider stuff he did, and it's not stuff I'm very fond of. That's fair, but look at this guy. <laughs> that guy easy. fucking rules, though. What the hell is that for? I have no idea. It's a, just it's a Pinterest, so of course I can't really find. Yeah, it. so it's like it's like a spooky like monster dude with a trench coat, and he's peeling the trench coat to reveal that he's full of eyes. It's a lot flesh and eyes. I love it. It's pretty good. It's really weird that he's a monster designer. Oh, and then he. Oh no! One thing I have to mention that he did work on. Um, <laughs> worked on designs in Wings of Rain, which uh, you know. Uh, there are bug robots I have opinions on and really like, and there are bug robots that I don't like as much, and Wings of Rain has ones I don't like as much. It's a Dunbine spinoff thing. Mm. Um, well, weird, weird to talk about, because the original novel that Dunbine is based on was The Wings of Rain, which did not feature Mecha. And then in, in the 2000s, Tamino got to direct Wings of Rain, an OVA, which was a Mecha OVA. So, I weird stuff going on with that. I don't know the differences between that and the, uh, and the novel... 
Uh, other than the fact that the main character I do know is named ASAP Suzuki, uh, which is a very funny name to me. But anyway. Um, okay, so yeah, I just wanted to look up the designer, though, because, you know, I usually like to talk about the designer, and I was like, I don't actually recognize the art on the Hyakuri, like, immediately. Um, now, there are variants of this. Um, one that is, like, more an actual variant, because it's still recognizably the Hyakuri, and another that is very much its own thing. Um, first we'll talk about the one that is, like, more of an actual Hyakuri variant, the, uh, STH-14 T2C... Callisto, mm -hmm. uh, and this is from Gecko, uh, and this thing is pretty cool. So what it has are, so the head is similar, but it has more armor on it. So you only see three of those eyes exposed mm -hmm. instead of like the five. Um, and you've got more armor on the torso, like happening. Um, like it still has a backpack unit, but it's like an actual devoted backpack. It does have a cool effect on this backpack, though, where when you're looking at the head, it kind of has, like, a little halo or collar with the backpack. I presume this is so the backpack can move up and down, like, over the head area. Um, and I do like that design, though, there. Um, so, yeah. The uh, collars... So it still has, like, the big pop collar, because, of course, it does. It, like, can't really change that part of the design. But instead, on the back, it has, like, these two little, like, ring binders that look like they'd just be for, like, back movement or something, which I, I think is kind of cool. Um, the shoulders are now, like, because they're not attached to, like, a backpack that is just facing backwards, it does have its own, like, shoulder armor that is just this big. Um, oh, wait, actually, looking at it, I think that that shoulder armor there is part of the collar armor, and it wraps around, and then it just has bare shoulders. Okay. Hmm. That's... That's kind of cool, actually. It just has, like, a coat, almost, with the way that those shoulders are being done. Um, some major changes on, changes on the arm. Uh, the arm, you have these, like, weird circular joints that are, like, painted orange on the inside. Just, the, like, like not even really joints. They're just, like, along the arm. They're it's odd. weird. It It's a cool color breakup, though. I do like the orange on blue on blue. Mm -hmm. um, on the... The lower arms also have these. And then also on the forearms are... Taken from another suit, actually, uh, the Astaroth Origins wing binders, but they have now been made into like little arm shields that also still have like the flip out blades, which mm -hmm. is kind of cool. But the flip out um, parts are now used as like blades to cut. Yeah, instead of just being used as wings that happen to be able to cut. Um, it's very funny that it's just like, oh yeah, we took these like on the Astaroth, they were meant to be shoulder armor, but like. They're just stronger than anything we can make these days, so we're just going to use them as swords. <laughs> swords and shields, because again, same thing. It's like, yeah. well... Um, oh, also should note on the chest, the cockpit hatch, something I really like, it has these like, little like cuts in it, like these like kind of like gray, you know, stripes, like pointed stripes, mm -hmm. uh, just going down them, and I really like the look of that. It almost looks like a like some bones are trying to wrap around the cockpit in a way that I think is really cool. It's a good look. Um, the waist and the legs are basically all the same up until you get to the feet where the Callisto has, like, actual-ass ankle armor, and it has, like, actual-ass feet for standing, more so. Mm -hmm. Like, they're still pretty small, but, um, you know, they're, they're, they, this looks like it could stand a lot better overall still. Um, I, and then, oh, for the backpack, since I didn't talk about it all the way, you do have, like, a backpack that is a binder that is just sticking out with a little thruster on it, and it can move up and down. Um, I really like the look of this thing, actually. This yeah. is 
cool. I like this a lot more than the Hyakuri. It's it's weird because the initial art of this is like in a weird perspective. And so like at first when I was looking at it, I'm like, eh, I feel weird about this. And now it's like as I'm examining it, it's like, oh wait, this actually fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's a little sketch down here. This is how I realized um the shoulder uh armor was actually part of the collar there. You can see like the piece there. Mm, yeah. uh, on the bottom art and that, like the way it plugs in um i really like that it has all these like moving pieces though like i always like binders that move and i like like the little wings that can pop up on the shoulders um the little back thruster it's just cool it's uh it is unjust however that this thing only like it has a rocket launcher um that it can equip but it needs more weapons i think also, that rocket launcher, sadly, uh, is just that. It's that weapon pack one, too, that we've already seen. It's not oh, like boo. Yeah. I'm assuming that this guy shows up in the manga and gets chumped pretty quickly is the thing. <laughs> one would have to Well, because, I, we, we, you know, we know in the manga, right, they're trying to get all the Astaroth parts, right, like, back. Because oh, the sure. Astaroth origin got all taken apart. And so, you know, at least that's that's what I imagine is happening here. Um, this is used by a guy named T- Tanto Tempo. Also, for a name, just that's certainly a name. Yeah. Um. No, the, no, the company is Tonto Tempo. It's the oh, exa- sorry. It's the head of Tonto Tempo, John Marco Salerno. Right. Okay. Are they are they a Tewas subsidiary? Oh my God! This character's design. What is happening with him? He this man this man has tit. <laughs> he's got his like he's got a button up shirt pulled wide open so you can see all of that chest. This is just like I don't know. There's a lot happening here. Uh, he uh, he's, this is I'm uh, sorry. This is like how people um like there are horny people on my timeline that love pecs and draw them like this, and this is just what the character's design is, and it's fucking me up because that that is not what I expect like a character to be drawn like in an actual work because you know this is like what I see Grand Blue fan art of. Yeah, uh, he do have titty. Um, gosh. He apparently he's under suspicion for uh being behind the assassination assassination of Daddy Ted. Daddy Ted. I don't want to okay. know anymore. I'm good. Uh, yeah, no, you can't, you can't. No, that's bad name. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm so, I'm just staring at that character art of him. I'm sorry again. The the fact that he has lovingly drawn pecs like that is dr- driving me insane because I just. I've seen IBO, right? They draw shirtless dudes in IBO, you know, who are muscular, but like not like this. There is, I mean, something going on with how, whoever drew this art. Yeah, this is a different kind of like. I I think they sort of draw. Um, fuck, what's his name? The pilot of the um, Gushin. Oh, Akihiro. Yeah, they kind of draw Akihiro a bit like this, but it's more like. You know how sometimes when people draw someone, like, they draw them with muscles and then they, like, plug in a bicycle pump and just keep pumping them up? That's yeah. how they draw him. <laughs> also, the the portrait having the lovingly rendered eyelashes, I think, is also adding to that effect. Like, whoever drew this fucking loves this guy, is what I feel like when I'm looking at this. There's just a detail level on it that it's like, huh, I don't expect this for a side, like, you know, IBO character drawn in, like, for, like, a video game. But also, look at that. that. Look at that. That's true. You know what? That's fair. I didn't think about it. But Akihiro yeah. does have the... 
look at those eyelashes though in that picture i said please because you're, you're, you're they're you're, just there they are they are listen both of these men have mouse pads at your next fan farm <laughs> basically yes anyway that aside done um all right mm, i just realized so the hekaja is actually a combination of designs it is it is a combination of another design that is on the tailas frame do we want to talk about that other design too do you think I mean, if we talk about that other design, then we've got to talk about the Shiden, is the thing. Fuck. So right. I think we I think we just talk about the Hekaja, the Hekaja. for now. Because, yeah, because yeah. the Hekaja is like a unique combination of both, is probably. Because, yeah, just like saying it out loud, if we did if we did the Hyakuren, then we have to talk about the Ryusei Go and the Trianina and the Rui and the Shiden and all the variants of the Shiden and it just it just doesn't stop going. <laughs> yeah, no. This is like this is the issue with like how some of these suits are when it comes when something comes from two distinct suits, it's just like fuck. We hit that and it's like, mm, okay, what do we do? Um we actually ran the uh Hyakuri. So here's the thing, I thought the Hyakuri or Hyakuren section would be done a lot faster. Uh or sorry, Hyakuri. God damn it. If the Hyakuri section, I thought, was going to be done faster, but it's actually like 30, what is it, 36 minutes? Yeah, so. Alright. The Hekaja. The STH-20 Hekaja. Hekaja. That's an awkward name to say. Um, this is a really cool suit. This is uh, the Season 2 Tewaz, like, new suit. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so, design. Um, the head is completely changed from either of the prior iterations. It has like an all white mask head that almost speaking of Toku, almost looks like a like a Toku mask, right? Like like a like mm-hmm. if you imagine this in 3D. But then it has like these like yellow lines in it that light up, and those are the eyes. Like that's the optics, and I think that's really cool. Um, just because it's a really neat style of head. Um The torso. So you have this big bulky torso, which, you know, a lot of the Tewaz designs tend to have. Um like bare torsos uh is a lot of armor like you've got like a clear cockpit hatch below but then you've got like this cool white like not triangular well it's kind of triangular like armor patch like in the middle of the torso there that's like over the cockpit um the way that you have like the areas so like if you build gunpla and stuff you know how like a lot of torsos are like two halves right like you slap on the one like not two halves but like the outer torso is like you slap on the outer parts on either side this has, like, chunks over that, like, these big hexagonal, like, girders, <laughs> is how I would describe them. You see what I'm talking about, right? Like, under the, like, where the arms connect? I'm trying to see it. Like, hold on. Screen capping, because, like, I don't know how else to describe this. Like, it has these, like, underarm, like, armor, like, in a weird way on the torso there. You see what I'm talking about, right? No. Like, because you can see... No, that the hexagon. You see the hexagon, right? Yeah, I do see that. You mean just a little? And bar you see there? how it's like a big bar? Yeah, it's just weird having that big bar there. I don't know. That doesn't seem that weird to me. It feels weird to me because um, it just feels like a lot of designs don't really add that much armor under you know, yeah. the armpit like that. I'm thinking about like looking at it more. Like I feel like I've I see that sort of design a lot, but not nearly this big and obtrusive. That's the thing. It just feels really big. Is the thing to me? Like it like. It, it just feels like they put a lot of armor on this torso on the whole is the thing. Um, but, like, ah, like see, y- you see that, like, dark green under part, like, 
you know, under the yellow and stuff there, like where the arm connection is. That's where I would assume the torso would end, is the thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, instead you have this kind of, like, you know, sticking out part. Um, like, if I show it in the model, like, <sighs> here, from the back. Like, it just feels like it sticks out way more than I would expect. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, it, it may, I, I thought maybe that would help a little, because it's, you know, 2D art always kind of hard this, to uh, judge. This mecha has a roll bar. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you've got all this armor on the torso, and actually, it doesn't have the front pistons visual, vi- visible. It actually has, like, ones on the back that are visible, connecting into the waist, um, a little bit. Um, which is just interesting, because usually, you know, on IBO kits, you get those front visible pistons. Um, but, uh, yeah, the arms now, this is a part that I really like. These arms rule, so it has, like, the shoulders are just big thrusters, and that's why I like them. Mm-hmm. Like, they pop open and, you know, like, from the back and have, like, cool big thrusters in them, uh, which I just love. I, I, I always like thrusters in the shoulders. Um... The arms themselves, nothing too special to talk about, really. They're, they're like, the same... Almost the same arm... Well, mm, no, they're they're different enough from the Hyakuri, but, like, they're they're simple. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've got a bicep, you've got an elbow pad, uh, you've got, like, a little cuff before the fist. Um, you know, nothing too special there. It does have, uh... It does have little knives uh, that are, like, on the wrist there. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of neat. Uh, they, they are, like, little... They're kind of like the heavy arms knives, is how I would describe Yeah, those them. little the little army knives that the that it has. Yeah, just little, like, f- flip-over wrist blades that are pretty pretty basic, but, like, listen, you know. Well, it, it, desperate times, desperate exactly, measures. Exactly, exactly. Um, the waist on this, uh, pretty substantial waist, actually. You've got a... Well, I guess not a substantial waist. The waist itself is actually pretty simple looking at it. Like, it does have, like, a fancy rear attachment on the waist with, like, a thruster and, like, some armor going down. Mm-hmm. But the front of the waist, it's it's still not actually, like, skirts. Uh, what what appear to be skirts, they're actually on the thighs again. Um, they're on, like, the ro- the ball joint connecting into the waist there. Yeah, it's an interesting, um, like, it's, it's, a, it's like, like shoulder armor, but on the leg instead of being, like, like side skirts. Exactly. Mm-hmm, which is interesting. Uh, not something you get that often, because... Usually, mobile suits just kind of have, like, a general idea for how they are laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I do like, also, that you have... So, like, if you look at the knees on this, like... So, you go from the thigh to the knee, and it has this, like, white armor, and then it has another one on the lower half. I just like that it has these, like, interlocking knee armors. Um, you know, they, those... Uh, when it bends the leg, those split apart. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a cool look, though. Um, the lower leg is kind of interesting, because, like... It, it has, like, this inset armor on the front of it. Like, it, it, the armor on it's designed a little weirdly also. Basically, like, the sides of it stick out more than the front. Um, and then the feet, it has little elf shoes. But there's a reason for this. There is mm-hmm. there is a cause for why it has elf shoes. Um, oh, and then finally, uh, no backpack on this unit, actually. Um, because all of the thrust is supplied by the shoulders and, like, the feet and stuff. Which, fair enough. Um... So, the feet, actually, what they can do is they can basically, like, fold over, and they j- reveal some thrusters uh, that are at the bottom, and they just kind of... It, it, it's almost just like, you know, an orbital frame or something, where, like, the toe is, like, pointed down. 
And also the foot, it's really weird. So that foot basically covers, it like acts as armor for the leg there. That like, how I mentioned like the armor is indented on the leg. Right. The reason it doesn't need armor is because the feet fold up over in front of that area, which is kind of interesting. Um, weird way of doing it. Um, I like it. I think it's a pretty cool design for like a, like a low key transformation. Yep. Um, I just like this guy. It has a lot of, again, lots of moving bits. I love like the cool separation of the knee armor. I love the feet being able to pop up and it having like the thrusters. Um, specifically, actually, I should note with the feet, it looks like they basically, like the toe area plugs into that knee armor that's sticking up if you're looking at the art, um, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, I love the shoulders opening up, though. That's probably my favorite part. Uh, just really... Them being able to open up into thrusters is really cool to me. Because um, I always like that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know... It, it's just weird. It's just weird. There's not a lot special about it. It's just a weird mobile suit, and it's kind of cool. I like... I mean, yeah, I like the... the it has this, like... Crack running down the side of its face, of both sides of its face, sort of where the eye is. I think that looks really sick with the helmet. Um, mm-hmm. the backpack units kind of remind me of the Victory 2 in a way I really like. Um, shortened, obviously, but that same, like, like V with, like, the, like, you know, heat radiators up top and stuff. Um, yeah. And, uh, this thing has cool weapons, too. Yep. So you've got the, uh, you've got the rotating blades on the arms. Um, and actually, it does mention that when they're stored, it can be used to basically, like, counter melee, which... Kind of makes sense, I guess, like, right? Like, sure. if you're making a tough melee weapon that can cut through a mobile suit, they're basically, like, little bracers. That's why uh, Batman so has those of... spikes on his arms. What, really? Yeah. I, I didn't actually know that. Yeah, I, mean, he, I guess that makes sense. He uses them to catch blades. Yep. Okay. Um, It also has a 110mm rifle that has a bayonet, which is funny to me, given that it also just has, like, these little knives on the arms that... It has, like, a small little, like, military knife-looking bayonet also <laughs> coming out of the gun. Um, That's not enough knives. Uh, we need more knives. We need more blades. Uh, yes, well, it does also have the Toby Gucci blade, which, so, it's like a hook. The, the, the Toby Gucci blade is like a weird, like, hook-shaped blade. Um, now, I'm trying to see real quick, because I'm curious. Are these the same as the Floros' hook blades? Because... The Flores also gets shown using, like, weird hook blades, and then, so I'm just kind of curious, like, if they are the same or if they are different. Hmm. Um, well, or, or is there two set of, like, hook knives, basically? Well, I'll tell you a fun thing about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, uh, these, the hook blade on this thing is actually, uh, oh, I just checked, uh, no, they're not the same thing. Yep, I just also found the comparison, yep, uh. Just interesting that both that there are two types of this like knife mm-hmm. in the in one show. Well, this thing is yeah. more like a sword. It's pretty big. Um, yeah, that's true. It's kind of like a cleaver, is how I would describe it. That just happens to have like a hook tip, mm-hmm. whereas yeah, the other one has just like it's basically just a hooking weapon. And okay. the um the hook on the blade actually, you'll see it's segmented. You can remove it. Oh, so you just have like a big cleaver, mm-hmm. okay? And also. If you are using it and it gets stuck, if the hook part gets stuck, it has remote explosives embedded in it, so you can just blow up the tip and remove your sword. That's pretty sip. That's pretty sick. It's cool. Actually, it's pretty cool. Um, I I like that. Uh, also, gonna admit now that I stare at it, like it is a cooler knife uh, than the uh, than the one on the Floros. Um, yeah. 
it's just a cool knife. Because, yeah, I never... You know, here's the thing. The Hekishad does not get a lot of love in the show, really. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just something that, like, a lot of people don't really um, talk about <laughs> because of that. Which, you know, I, I get why, right? Like, it is used by Laughter and Ozzy at one point, and that's fair. Those are characters people care about. Then it's used by Hush Mitty for the rest of the series. I don't think anyone gives a shit about Hush. Uh, Hush Mitty is is thoroughly mid. Uh, like the funniest thing they did with Hush is making it so that he basically operates as like th- th- how Mikazuki gets around later. <laughs> the and that's like the most interesting thing they did. With I feel like there's a point where they expected to do a third season because the way they treat him when he's first introduced is very much like he's going to become the next protagonist. He's going to become the next Gundam boy. And then they're like, actually, no, no one cares. (laughs) Well, you know what really gets me is like, sorry to turn this into show talk real quick. Uh, You know, obviously some IBO spoilers here, but uh, so like the thing about Hush is like him and all the characters they introduce in season two at the start feel like, yeah, all of them would have bigger roles. And then they are completely forgotten about like, four episodes in like i like the show those characters don't need to exist at all like all the new like all the new blood that they introduce in season two like uh, that are part of um uh my spacing on name tekadan mm-hmm. um they basically just don't need to exist at all like there's the one big mechanic guy that was introduced in the second season there's hush there's i mean it's basically like all the people that are introduced together right yeah um, and Hush has, like, the most backstory out of them, because his whole thing is, you know, he wants to be stronger than Mika, because his brother, it was his brother, right, that, like, uh, basically had bad human debris surgery happen. Sure, that sounds possible. Um, oh, no, sorry, it was a close friend of Hush. Yeah, the, 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 the AV system basically failed on his close friend, and his close friend, you know, committed suicide over it because he couldn't, like, move properly anymore. Um, and then he's like, he thinks Mika has it easy because Mika was able to get like, you know, Mika has like the most AV system kind of surgery happening and he's doing just fine. And he's like, uh, I don't like how lazy, uh, and bad Mika is. Um, but like, it's like played up like he's going to be like a rival or maybe like betray them or something. And then he doesn't, he just kind of halfway through he goes huh mika's okay and then he just stops being a character up until we're supposed to be kind of sad about his death (laughs) yeah again this is part of why i think they like they realize that they're not gonna get as much show as they thought (laughs) is is the feeling i get is that they're not it's really weird um there's a lot of weird things with the ibo though looks at how burger hunt has been in development hell for a while now and we're only finally getting... We actually get more announcements about mobile suits from it getting models than we do the game itself, which is the funniest thing ever to me. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, uh, recently, they're like, there's a new Gundam in it that we are showing, which appears to be the Gundam Seer, which is funny, because that was originally in Gecko. And Gecko also, despite being seemingly popular, was, I think, cancelled. So I don't know what's going on with IBO at all times, but it feels like behind the scenes, there's kind of always a trash fire happening. Um, and people are just scrambling to fix it. It's really weird. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, hush, Mitty. Um, Hekaja, right? We were talking about robots. I just started getting my IBO rant. 
Um, look. Anyway, uh, yeah, Hekajah Cool Machine, just given to someone who doesn't really matter, and I kind of wish it got to be more round. Um, which I guess that kind of is how a lot of things are in season two, right? Is like, mm-hmm. huh, I wish we got to stick with this a bit more. Yeah. Which I still overall like it. It's just, you know, there's only so many times you can rehash Akihiro's plot. Uh, infinite. <laughs> at least, I want to say that it happens at least three, t- his, his same plot line happens at least three times in that show. Um, depending on how you count it, possibly more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But three would be like my this is my even guess. Anyway, uh You mean a show called right. Iron Blooded Orphans is about hey, what if we mistreated children? <laughs> Look, problem with Akihiro is y- you can have uh, like plots about mistreating children, but making it personal to Akihiro three different times and it always being <laughs> the same ending is like a little ridiculous. It's true. It's like true. what what let's see. Or just because we're in full spoiler territory now, let's see. You have the Brewer's Ark, where suddenly there he he talks about a never before talked about brother and how God he misses his brother who you know was also human debris like him and he hopes he's okay and then they end up running into the fleet that his brother is in and then his brother dies because um you know he 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 saves Akihiro from uh the the weirdo piloting the Gushin um and then Akihiro gets really angry about it and sad uh and that's that's that plot arc and then um. The beginning of season two, a bunch of the Brewers kids that they ended up adopting, the ones that they didn't kill, because the IBO is kind of dark, um, the ones that they ended up adopting and bringing to their company, uh, some of them get killed in a conflict uh, that was caused by a traitor, and then uh, he gets really mad and sad because these kids are dying, and then he kills the guy who did it. At least he didn't get to kill his brother's killer, but hey, uh, you know, this time he gets one. But then don't worry, later on, his love interest dies, and he gets really angry, <laughs> and he has to figure out what he's living for. Like, it's just really weird, because it just repeats, like, Akihiro is having a tragedy and doesn't know what to live for three different times. Yep. You don't have to do that. And also, it comes at the expense of, they fucking kill Laughter in a non-Mobile Suit Combat scene when she had a perfectly fine death that they could have gone with in the first season. Or they could have not killed her. Or they could have just not killed her, yeah. Well, what I mean is, look, I get mad about Laughter and Ozzy, though, because here's the thing. You have that bit at the end of season one where it looks like they die, and then it's like, no, they're fine. It's actually okay. Um, Which bugs me, because in season two, they did nothing with these characters, right? Like, if they were going to kill them there, fine. If they, Because now that I know they had no plans for the characters later on, it wouldn't have mattered. But now, like, you know, in season two, they just don't do anything with them. And it's just like, ah... Anyway, the only reason I get really annoyed about the yeah is like, I guess like it would have sucked, but hey, we're no one's any stranger to Gundam like in its second to last episode killing off a couple of like characters that we really liked. You know that that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Instead, she gets killed shopping for a fucking teddy bear in like a mob hit yep. in Gundam. Because yep. you know this is what I come to Gundam for, right? Is what. What, watching like a weird mob hit happen. I mean, listen, if you wanted to make a show about the mafia, but they also if Tony Soprano ordering you to get in the Gundam, I'm interested. But <sighs> here's the thing: I feel like the turbines want these kids not in the Gundam. Is the thing, right? Like that's kind of 
feeling I get. They're like, hey, y'all are going in real deep. Are you sure about this? And, like, they're not going to stop them. But, you know, a lot of, like, the turbines and, like, uh, Tewaz is like, huh, these kids really got in it way too deep, didn't they? Which is the part of the thing I like about mm-hmm. it, actually, in IBO, is how much uh, of it is this this little company is in over their fucking heads because they're a bunch of dumb kids. And, I mean, like, they're good kids, but, you know, yeah. they make bad decisions along the way, and then, you know, IBO happens. Um, but, anyway, sorry, got a small mini review of IBO here. Uh Six, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S-A-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. You can find my work at ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. Uh, Dylan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LowPolyRobot, uh, where I either disappear for a week or sometimes I just tweet about games, usually mecha-related or older games. Um, not always. Uh but yeah, I, I post, and then you, you hear me here, and, you know, follow me, I guess. <laughs> Look, there's only so many times I can do an outro. We're on, like, episode what? what is what, is this 103? Uh, yes. This is 103, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't believe I got that off the top of my head, but anyway. um, Like, look, there's only so many times I can do an outro. Speaking of outros, six. What pain have you wrought this week? Or will you rot upon me i don't know words i'm tired hey dylan I'm sleepy yeah if i left the show would you keep doing it i mean wait would what? you find someone else what I, I i don't know what i would do you're my editor i don't know how to do anything hmm. wait oh you're you're segueing this this is a bit you had me panicking for a moment because right, i didn't realize this was a bit what no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you can't. Don't double fake me out. Ah! Tell you what. This isn't even we'll a double what, fake Dylan. episode. You can't do that. Don't tell you what, Dylan. Promise me. Don't you ever stop. Fuck. Okay. I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> anyway. All right. Whatever. Peace. Peace. <laughs>